0: It only takes a moment to be drawn back in. It only takes a second to find yourself pulled back into a cluster B's gravitational pull. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I wanted to start out with a... A paragraph that I read not too long ago, which actually resonated with me, and I think it might resonate with you. And it goes like this. You'll waste your whole life waiting for them to change, sleeping next to them and feeling alone, wondering why they won't treat you right. You keep thinking it's your fault, and you give more and more, hoping that your efforts will change things. You're in love with a lie. This is just the truth that you don't want to face, let go. That resonated with me because I think as I've talked about in previous podcasts, when we get involved in a cluster B relationship, and we're going to talk about the theme of this particular podcast, a cluster B's gravitational pull, when you get involved with somebody who has a personality disorder and a trigger warning to those who are diagnosed or undiagnosed with BPD and or MPD, this podcast will trigger you. And it's not for you. It's for people like us who are survivors of these dysfunctional, dysregulated and disordered relationships, because that's what they are when it comes down to it. A cluster B's gravitational pull. What I just read to you talks about how we are always trying to change for them, yet they won't change for us or they won't, I guess they won't meet us halfway. And so when I talk about a cluster B's gravitational pull, it really comes down to them having a hold on us. We become beholden to them. We are trauma bonded. We are codependent. We have deep connections, but these connections are unrequited. There's a disconnect between us and the cluster B. And so what recently happened Why I'm talking about a cluster B's gravitational pull I have worked very hard on finding my voice, which will be another podcast upcoming in the future, of really redesigning myself, redefining myself, giving myself self-esteem that I never had. It was self-esteem that was always invested in other people. They had to reflect back to me. My self-esteem. For in other words, for me, I needed the validation. Much like a narcissist needs to be told that they're wonderful, I needed the validation from somebody else to feel valued. This is what I look to my wife of 20-plus years now. She doesn't see me. She doesn't validate me. She actually, in joking sense, in a joking sense, enjoys the art of tearing me down. And we joke about it, but there is an underlying serious theme here. There is an abusive theme here, the tearing down, because it's not always meant in a funny way. And again, who usually jokes with somebody and tears them down at the same time? So recently my wife had a medical procedure. It wasn't anything serious, but she was going in for a medical procedure and I was there obviously to to be there for her, to drive her. She was going to be put under general anesthetic. And so as they were wheeling her into the operating room, I felt a tremendous amount of empathy and compassion and love, you know it kind of came back. All these months that I've been working on myself to detach myself from my wife, to become perhaps less sensitized, less empathic, was gone in a second. There I was feeling bad again, feeling sorry, feeling worried, feeling compassion, feeling empathy for this woman who has for at least two decades, if not more, and probably more, has not seen me, not really been what I would consider to be an equal partner emotionally and somebody who is an abuser. And here I was being trauma bonded in many ways and feeling for this person. Now, one might argue That, yeah, you're going to feel compassion for people when you see that they might be suffering, when you are fearful for their well-being. Do cluster Bs ever really feel that? I can't really say because I'm not a cluster B. And would my wife, if it were me being wheeled into an operating room, perhaps for even more serious procedure, would she feel any empathy or caring? I don't know. I can't really answer that. I do know that they do lack, most of them lack that capacity to feel. And that's what we so desperately want from them. We want them to feel for us. We want them to love us. As much as they want us to admire and love them, we want the same. And they can't give it to us. But yet, every now and then, when you think you're fully done, and this is why I kind of understand why, people go back to their abuser. You know, it's that gravitational pull. When you think that you are out of it, when you've kind of gone away from their emotional orbit, you're drawn very quickly back in. This is why when narcissists are threatened by your departure, they start to hoover you back. They start to love bomb you again. Well, you take the bait And the same thing with a borderline who may apologize for their egregious behaviors and their abusive behaviors. You take them back in, you give them the benefit of the doubt. You look beyond it. You are drawn back into their gravitational pull. And that's the long and short of it. And it's this gravitational pull that we really do need to work on because we don't have enough self-esteem and self-worth to put our foot down and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let myself be pulled back into their emotional orbit. I'm not going to become trauma bonded. I'm not going to be codependent and I'm not going to place my emotional well-being in their care because they abuse that privilege and they do it blatantly. So, I wanted to relate that to you because even as far as I have come, as much work as I have done on myself, as much I have done in research and understanding cluster B, personality disorders, codependency, trauma bonding, all those things were human at the end of the day. And I see why I've remained In this relationship for over two decades because I'm still codependent. I am still trauma bonded and I still feel for this person. As much as I think I've removed myself from the circumstance, this is why when people get out of these relationships, they have to go no contact. They can't maintain a friendship with a cluster B. You can't. There's no friendship. There. There is a usage, a dependency, a supply on behalf of the cluster B. If they're a narcissist or they're a borderline, it doesn't matter. They need you, you fulfill a purpose for them, and that's pretty much where the buck stops. And that's what you have to understand. You are a supply. You are a purpose. That's what you are. This is not an even keeled relationship. In which there are two adults being intimate and sharing feelings with each other and being open with each other, you are being a caretaker. You are being a supply. You are being their identity, depending on what their personality disorder is. And you feel obligated that's part of the fog fear, obligation, and guilt to remain. And what does that say about us? We are weak too. Just like the cluster B, we are willing to do whatever it takes to try to keep this relationship going, even though it may be on life support. And the idea of not being involved in that person's life is daunting to us because it's our life. Their life is our life. And we can't even imagine not having that life, no matter how abusive it is. And it all makes sense to me in that one moment when I felt that compassion, that love, that empathy, which is not really deservant. Yes, as a human being, somebody going in to have a procedure done, in this case, it wasn't something to save her life, but I felt compassion. I felt empathy I felt the feelings that I felt over the years that I thought were gone. I thought I had erased them and yet they were still there. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Thank you for making this one of the most uh, popular podcasts for dealing with the cluster bees for survivors. Please leave a five-star rating on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this. It does help spread the word. I've done almost a hundred. In fact, I think this is podcast number 120 over two plus years documenting and charting my experience through this journey, the outcome of which I'm not really sure is going to be at any given time, but I appreciate your continued listenership. I appreciate your continued understanding, and I also appreciate your support. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Till the next time, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.